Dead Letter Movie Podcast, episode 23, recorded July 26th, 2017. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're talking tonight about Christopher Nolan's new movie, Dunkirk, starring in no particular order Mark Rylance, uh, Kenneth Branagh, Killian Murphy, James Darcy, Tom Hardy. Uh, who else am I forgetting? There, there are a lot of people in this. Uh, with Fionn White, Fion, Fion, Fion Whitehead and, um, and Harry Styles. Yeah, Uh, and countless others, and apparently a brief audio appearance by Michael Caine. I I never saw him on screen, but no, he's uh, not on. Yeah, you know, it's just a voice cameo. So this is this is a movie about the uh, the events at uh, at Dunkirk during World War II, before the uh, the Battle of Britain, the uh, the the attack on on the UK by the the German Air Force during World War II. As as such, there's there's a lot of, of known history around these events. It's it's often described as this 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 is kind of a big deal, and it's it's in a lot of ways an an uplifting story and a very very British one, sort of the you know stiff upper lip, keep calm and carry on stuff. Before that phrase got overused, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> this it, it that actually originated more around you know this this time and some of these events mm-hmm. not not dunkirk specifically but yeah that, that's that's where that comes from and you see a lot of that here which is a lot of i think why christopher nolan wanted to make this movie this this is something he's had his eye on for quite a while uh so yes this is this is telling the story from three different perspectives by land by air and by sea each segment has its own star of that particular perspective uh tom hardy is basically the star of the by air one mark rylance is uh, the more important is a more important character, but I wouldn't quite say it's a hundred percent his story in the by sea area. And uh, Fionn Whitehead, uh, Harry Styles, um, they are the on land soldiers trying to deal with the whole situation. Um, also, the film plays around in time in sequences. We see we we see some events happen again from a different perspective, and that's actually it's pretty neat. So it's still a Christopher Nolan movie in that sense, but it isn't a mind warping, like bend of a film like his previous films. Yeah, that's 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 very true. So this is in definite contrast to something like Inception or Interstellar or Memento. Say, it's mm-hmm. it's it is very much more more straightforward in in that sense, but it it, it does still have some of his his signature style in that way, like you said, where it, it sort of breaks up the the perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have like this is the kind of thing that could have had like a terrific way of telling the story, um, but it's put together and edited so that everything goes back and forth in time, and there is eventually convergence. Sorry, spoiler alert, I guess, but you sort of expect it to happen, and I think by doing that, he makes something very, very interesting. It's uh, it's a story that we as Americans we don't really talk about it that much when we talk about uh, our World War II history, partly because it's before we were really involved. Um, it's not it's, it takes place in uh, May in May to June in 1940, and we don't like we don't talk about this one as much. It's kind of interesting to see this perspective, uh, three different perspectives of a story that we don't really know all that much about. Yeah, I I, I agree. This is. A, a story that we don't hear as much about it, at least on on this side of the pond. On this side of things, yeah, yeah. So, it, but it, it is it is really uh, an impressive story, and the way it's told here in in this film is less about you know strict 
representation of historical facts. Uh, it's it's more broad strokes and mm-hmm. the the emotional beats and and impacts of of these events. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 not even like it's necessarily taking lots of artistic liberties with with the the history. It's it's just not quite so narrowly focused as as to be picky about details and like a lot of the characters you know we we don't really get their names very much at all they're Mm -hmm. like they don't have specific identities like you know this is this person who did these things and you can go and look up their their military record and and such it's it's more just about you know what the the general sense of being there would have been like for pretty much anybody I mean, like, historical accuracy is definitely a concern, but it does seem to be more concerned about emotional accuracy. I think it does that very, very well. Um, I felt the film is is very intense without being gory. Um, there's a lot more dread involved, and that's not in, like, a horror film sort of dread, but in a, I don't know, a more existential sort of dread, perhaps. Yeah. And I think that that's that definitely seems to be what what he is more concerned with here. And the thing that definitely makes it different from being an American movie is it's there is no big hero character. We don't have a John Wayne in this. Um, And I think that that's actually the perfect way to tell this story. Yeah, yeah, I I agree very much. I, I love that it was so intense, you know, as as you said, without being gory. There's there's a lot of tension in what would appear to be downtime, and I'll, I'll give some additional credit here to uh, Hans Zimmer for doing the the score, which really really adds to that atmosphere. It's like there there are long periods where nothing is actually happening, but the characters in the film know that at any point something could, and when it does, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be pleasant. Mm-hmm. And there are moments where stuff just happens just suddenly. Um, so to their credit, they actually do do that. Because I've seen a number of things where you're kind of like waiting for it to happen, waiting for it to happen, and then the music kind of swells and stuff, something happens. But that doesn't happen here But to to Nolan and Zimmer's credit. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 never telegraphed really too far in advance when, when those things are coming. And I, I love that about it. It, it gives it a, a much more authentic feel, which I, I think is what they were going for. And I, I think they've done a great job. Mm-hmm. I did have a moment where I felt extremely American um, in, a, in, in a in a very silly sort of way. At, at some point, the 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 land characters, the ones the ones on the mole, as they call it, the ones who are on the beach, they, they get on a boat and they get taken downstairs and they're given tea and bread with jam. And I was like, oh, British people are so much more British. <laughs> um, like I was just thinking about how if this was Americans. They'd be like, where's the coffee? Um, and, and like, that was a, that was a cultural difference that, uh, that, that I really like because it, it made me realize just how different this story was without make with, with, well, how different the story was and still adding like a layer of like humanity to it. It just, it also made me, it just also reminded me of how silly I am as an American, but yeah, there's, there, there's, there's a little bit of that, but I mean, the, the truth is this is a story primarily about the English armed forces. And these, these are, these are Englishmen. They're going to be English even through the horrors. of. There's War. a French elements, but well, yeah, be, because this, they're, but... they're on the beach at, at Dunkirk in France. So yeah. 
So that's how it is. The only only big qualm I have with the movie is that there's uh, without being you know without giving away too much there's there's an edit before the introduction of or there's not not an edit before but the way the introduction of Killian Murphy's character is I felt like could have been handled slightly better in editing because it caught uh, the way he's introduced in the timeline of events makes me think that he's something else. I don't know, could, which could be nitpicking. I'm not entirely sure, but it was something that, that, that bothered me. And it also bothered my wife. She also was kind of confused. And another thing, and this is just the, the nature of, of war films to an extent is that there are times when you're like, wait, wait, who am I looking at when they're all just, when they're all in uniform and dirty and you're not entirely sure who the camera is focusing on, you get kind of lost um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there are there were a couple of moments where I was like, I would like to know who I'm supposed to be looking at right here. Uh, but for the, yeah. that doesn't happen that much. Um, it only happens like a little bit. And some of that's probably into and sometimes I think it is intentional that it like there's a point being made there. Just one thought that I that I had while watching this. Um, I do kind of feel for Tom Hardy. Christopher Nolan makes him wear a mask for a big chunk of a movie again. The I actually think Hardy gives a better performance in this than he did in The Revenant because he has to do so much with just his eyes. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets awards attention later. Yeah, that's I, I, I think that's true. I mean, to, to your, your point about you know the uh, apparent lack of specific focus in, in certain scenes, I do think that's intentional. And mm-hmm. I... I thought that worked to to good effect here. Yeah, I I wasn't bothered by it especially, but I I I'm not gonna you know d- dismiss the opinion of someone who who says otherwise. That's 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 valid. There are times when I think it works. That there are times when I think it works works pretty well. There are just other times where maybe it's being used once too many is is maybe what I'm saying. Okay. Because um, yeah. there are times when I think it's called for and I think it works, but then there's other times when it just gets a little confusing. Or maybe confusing is not quite the right word. Something along those lines. It becomes unclear, I suppose. Yeah, I I, I I can see where you're coming from. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure that I agree a hundred percent on on that, mm. but I, I get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, Tom Tom Hardy really is good in this. Definitely better than The Revenant, but we're on record with our thoughts on that film. Oh yeah. So now, really, some some good performances. Even though it it it's juggling a lot of characters and it doesn't dwell too much on any of them. It mm-hmm. it it's it's like there's this whole collection of of little vignettes about each of these these characters, and they're really there are half a dozen or so. There there are a couple of different small groups that we we sort of follow on on land uh air there's there's really only the one but there there are a few different things going on on the water as well mm-hmm. so no no one character gets too much time but i i think they're mm-hmm. all very well balanced yeah i if there's anyone who i'm gonna call the lead it's the it's apparently the character's name is tommy um i had to look that up later but that's that's beyond whitehead's character um he's the closest one i would call to a lead in that he seems to have slightly more screen time than other people uh maybe i'm not yeah maybe uh, i i don't i don't know i i I wasn't wasn't keeping that close track but yeah if I was going to, like, say someone is, like, more or less the, like, the quote star of an ensemble movie, it would be kind of more him than anyone else. But that's kind of just barely. But it's very much an ensemble film. And and that also adds to the whole no hero thing, I think, as well. Because, like, if this was a John Wayne movie, like, you know, we'd all know that this is, this is you know, I, I don't know why I keep using John Wayne as an example. But, you know, <laughs> uh, like, or... or 
or Richard Widmark or Robert Mitchum or anybody else that would have been in a big World War II movie back in the day. Um, or, you know, Tom Hanks. Like, you know, we don't the fact that it's an ensemble drama and we don't have that that John Wayne character waiting to save the day. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. There are definitely moments of heroism, but there's there's no one big capital H hero of the mm-hmm. film, which is apparently very British. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it but that's is. OK. Not, not, not that I'm ragging, just a, a, <laughs> I, if I'm ragging on anybody, I'm ragging on, on the American id here. There's no Rambo. <laughs> no. And it, it's best that it doesn't. What, uh, what, would, your, what would your grade be, you think? Uh, I, I'm going to give this a flat A. This is a, this is a mm-hmm. really good movie. This, to me, evoked a, a lot of the same kinds of feelings as the, uh, the original film version of All Quiet on the Western Front which that was actually considerably more gory than this film is. But it, it did a lot of the same kinds of things with, you know, evoking emotions in the audience about you know, a, a sense of, of, you know, sort of an existential dread and the horrors of war with, without showing all the gore, because this, this is heavy traumatic stuff, even without all of that. And I, I thought that was on full display here. This is a great film. Mm-hmm. It is. A, it is very much a great film. Um, I'm going to definitely say it's certainly in the A range. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, that that one instance with with Killian Murphy. I mean, like that that, that was that's keeping me from giving like a flat A, but it's I'll give it a very high A minus, like a 93. Or something. <laughs> okay. If I was going to give you like a, I was going to give it a grade, like with a number. Um, I think it's very well. I think it, I would be surprised if it's not nominated for best picture when that time comes around i would have been surprised if it didn't get nominated for best picture if we were still only doing five nominees i think it's probably the best war movie since the hurt locker if not the hurt locker then definitely since saving private ryan the uh although although the hurt locker is you know more a, a soldier's kind of story so that's it's a little different but I think this may this may go down as a very important war film. Um, I think was I want to say it was Clint Eastwood. I might be wrong. Said something about like all war, all the best war movies are supposed to be anti-war. Um, yeah, and I and I, I definitely got that here again. Yeah. Like like All Quiet on the Western Front, which is mm-hmm. yeah, as as that one says, neither an accusation nor a confession. It's just about this is not a good thing, and this is what it does to people. Yeah, I, I I got that here too. Although it was it was less about that and and more about you know one one people one nation coming together in a time of crisis. Exactly. Is it uh, is it the movie you should try to go see this summer? Maybe. Um, it's not going to be as much fun as other things that come out in the summer. I will say oh, that. Oh, not 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 by half. There there are so many other you know good fun movies. This this is not that. This is this is definitely a a serious you know, film mm-hmm. rather than, you know, a summer popcorn kind of movie. But it is shorter than a lot of those summer popcorn movies, which that's, I find that's, interesting. That's, that's true. And I, I, I like that it's accessible because it's not so gory. It got the PG-13 here in the States and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's going to be easier for people to go and see. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that it's under two hours. I feel like it, well, of course, I feel like if it went longer, the intensity would kill us all. But the, <laughs> like, I also think it's just the best way to tell that story. Or stories in this case. I don't. I, if you got a chance to go see it, you should go see it. Yeah. So that's a, a strong recommendation for Dunkirk from from the both of us. That's all for this time. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.